2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: This is the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> How about the cowboys? And the Packers are piling it on the Cowboys. This is one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. The Rich Eisen Show. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. We're playing next Sunday back here at home. Yeah. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion
2: and Greenlight Podcast host, Chris Long. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now...
3: It's Rich Eisen. Hour number
4: three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Yarn hold. Stay on hold. We're going to take every single one of these phone calls before we get out of Dodge in hour number three. As soon as we're done, with this show re-airs on the Roku channel as it does every single day. The Roku channel 210 is specific to us. We're every day between 12 and 3 Eastern, then re-air up until the next live show. And then there's also our podcast, all three hours available through the Cumulus Podcast Network, the Rich Eisen Podcast Network, also home to Overreaction Monday, which Chris Brockman and I are going to be recording first thing Tuesday morning so we can get all six Super Wild Card Weekend games in. Susie Schuster and Amy Trask with What the Football on Tuesday as well. We appreciate everybody uh, giving any of those shows a follow, as they now say wherever you get your podcasts. Again, eight four four two oh four rich number to dial Chris Long joined us in hour number one. We're hugging it out with TJ Jefferson <laughs> all show long, right from the very beginning when we all got up from our chairs and hugged it out. Uh, I meant it Um, clearly by the face of Chris Brockman. He meant it. Uh, Mike Del Tufo was cackling seriously like he just caught like the world's largest tuna. You know what I mean? So the reason he came to
5: work here today was uh, to to heckle me. It seems like it.
4: Do Joining (laughs) us right now is a great friend of the program and a great friend in general. And his MMQB is chock full of information you don't want to miss certainly coming off of four dynamic games over the weekend with so much to discuss. Albert Breer back here in the Rich Eisen show. How are you doing,
0: Albert? Congratulations, Rich. And thank you for the cooling off period before you brought me on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a full, it's been about six days <laughs> and I, I, I see, I see, you know,
4: you and I talk where we were, we're mm-hmm. good, but how are you handling it, Albert? How are you handling a world in which the university of Michigan football program are champions of the West North, south, and east. Yeah. how are you handling? Better than it?
0: I thought I would. All I mean, right. I uh, okay. I, I got. I, I will say, like, I um, you know, shout out to to my cousin Nick for sending along lots of pictures from the stadium. He's uh, like you, a U of M grad. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my dad, my like, there's just a um, I think you know this about me. I'm I'm sort of the black sheep in my family. So I that's odd. I heard it from a lot of different angles um uh, last week, and I but I'm handling it better than I thought I would, and I think part of it is. Um it appears that my school's donors have reacted uh in a positive way to all of this. Yes, and uh, no, this- looks like we have looks like that looks like there's uh there's some new financial um financial pipelines that have opened up now yeah. and uh and we have a we have quite a few guys coming back. Yeah, next the year collective now, so
4: was the collective was active. There's a bunch of guys that are, are sticking <laughs> yeah. around, but um those are those are for different times. Um let's like yep. uh, let's let's just jump into uh, and then we'll get to Harbaugh in a second because Dallas got curb stomped. They got thumped mm-hmm. by Green Bay, and you know Jerry Jones. I don't think was thinking at all that that result was possible, and thus he would have an answer about Mike McCarthy's future. But what about a day later? Do you think about that situation?
6: Aldo? Yeah,
0: I think um, just having talked to some people there uh, this morning and into this afternoon, Rich. I, I, I think like the feeling is Jerry's going to take a few days. Um, and assess all of this and, and let the coaches go through the normal stuff at the end of the season, exit interviews with players and those sorts of things. Um, you know, I, I heard consistently and, and, and this is, I mean, going back six, seven weeks, like the Cowboys really have to win a playoff game for people there to be safe. Um, and I think it was with the assumption that they were good enough where that was probably going to happen. And so for this to go so far in the other direction, I mean, I, I don't know if it even affects just Mike. You know, like I, I, there was a feeling that part of this was because, you know, Stephen Jones liked Dan Quinn so much that they may elevate him just in an effort to not lose him to Seattle or the Chargers. After after an afternoon like that, do you look at it and say, "No, we're we're going to look everywhere now," you know, and maybe we do take a big swing on a Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh or a Mike Vrabel. Um, you know, I think all things are on the table now. And um, look, like I think both these things can be true, right? Like that. On one hand, Mike McCarthy, on balance, doesn't deserve to be fired. He's won twelve games three years in a row. They've been third, first, and first in scoring in those three years. Um, but on the other hand, Jerry Jones is 82. That roster has got some older pieces like Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and DeMar- Marcus Lawrence. And, um, you wouldn't be able to blame a guy of his age with that roster for acting with some urgency, which I think could be the conclusion of all of this after, you know, again, a little bit of a cooling off period here for everybody. Well, I mean, you just got to wonder again, Parcells gets hired in
4: 2003 Yep. And, and you know, that comes off of three years of Campo, two of Gailey. Um, and so there's no, you cannot compare the mm-hmm. success that Mike McCarthy has had in terms of regular season wins. He did win a playoff game last year, ended Tom Brady's professional playing career, as we wound up finding yep. out later on. Um, you can't compare those, these last three years in terms of the success, including McCarthy's uh, play right. calling this year, smashing success, regular season two, the five years of Campo slash Gailey. But I'm just wondering, is there any, what would the appetite be for Jerry to take that big swing on, on the, another bill with the same mm-hmm. resume, you know, a similar resume here.
0: Well, I, I think you have to, if you want to go back and look at the Parcells thing, right. Cause that could be instructive and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, like there are two reasons why Jerry did that in 2003. Number one, he was embarrassed with what his team had become and going five and 11, three years in a row under, under Dave Campos. So that was number one. Um, And then, you know, number two, he needed to regain credibility because he was looking to build a stadium. So are those conditions in place now where he's embarrassed by the loss and he needs to regain credibility? I don't know that it's like it was then, but then you add his age into it and maybe that, you know, sort of, you know, amps things up a little. And, um, you know, I, I I think the availability of Belichick is really fascinating. Um, I had somebody yesterday who would know tell me that Bill has built, built a really strong relationship with the, with the Joneses over the last few years. And that this has happened through football business, through league meetings, and that Stephen and Jerry... Um, really have a good rapport with Bill now. And, you know, the interesting thing about their setup is a lot of people would say, well, you know, Bill would never go there because the owner interferes and, you know, this and that. Is that really true, though? I mean, everybody complains about Jerry, the GM. Do they not have one of the most talented rosters in the league year in and year out? And I look at, like, the coaches, and the coaches have been empowered there, too. Now, I'm not saying they're what Bill was in New England, but... I mean, Jason Garrett had a lot of say in, in, in the way those teams were put together when he was there. And I would say Mike McCarthy has too, um, in filling out his staff and being able to spend on certain things and being able to bring in veteran players. And so I don't know, man, like I just, I look at like what Bill said, you can go back to October and look at the press conference and the Patriots played the Cowboys, but out of nowhere, Bill all of a sudden started saying all this really flowery, nice stuff about Jerry and Stephen Jones and I just think there's enough there for us all to keep our eye on it. And I mean, God, as far as being good for business, Rich. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick and the Cowboys. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Back in the NFC so,
4: East, go, taking on the Giants twice and the Eagles twice yeah. and the new Washington Commanders situation twice. And then obviously, though, it, it, it would it make a fit where he, he doesn't want to go to a spot where he's got to break in a new quarterback, right? Or he, he's got to go to a right. spot where he, he's he, he can't completely you know have to remake a a roster right usually that's what happens when you're firing a coach is things just a totally completely flat i'm just yeah seeing if there's any they're there from bill i would say
0: i I would say rich like i think like the this for the same reasons like the chargers would make sense for jim harbaugh because they're so ready to win right now i think cowboys would make sense for um for bill and you know as far as just augmenting your roster i mean i I can remember my old buddy, Calvin Watkins, who I covered the Cowboys with a million years ago. Um, I asked a player once, like, um, it was a guy from another team. We had him on a conference call, all of us who were on the beat at the time. And I asked him, like, you know, would you would you ever want to play for the Cowboys? And Calvin st- stopped me after the, after the conference call was over, looked me in the eyes and said, Albert, don't ever ask that question again. Everyone wants to play for the Cowboys. <laughs> so to just have that, like, ability to draw people in, too, um, as far as building with urgency and when it's just a three or four year thing, Bill would certainly have that there too. Now, I think Atlanta is going to be in the mix for Bill as well. has um, been well documented over the last couple of weeks and um, Atlanta has a lot of things to like too. But I, I do think the Dallas job opening, if it does in the next few days, Changes the dynamic for a number of different guys. And, you know, I certainly think Bill Belichick's on that list. I'd throw Mike like for Abel on that list as well.
4: Albert Breer here on the rich Eisen show. What do you know about Harbaugh being out here in Los Angeles and what's going on there and who yeah, else might I, be interested? Th-
0: this was, this was, this was what was interesting to me. Um, you know, like, and I, I've said this a few different times. Like I, I think that what, there are two things the chargers are really sensitive about, right. They're sensitive about the perception that they're cheap. And they're sensitive about perception that they're not relevant in LA and in one fell swoop, Jim Harbaugh would address both those things, right? Like you immediately address them by hiring Jim Harbaugh. Um, like I said, the roster is in place. You've got the quarterback and, um, you know, there are some similarities to what he walked into in San Francisco. Um, you know, like, again, like all the only difference being that, you know, like the, the quarterback isn't a reclamation project, the way Alex Smith was in 2011. Um, I think one thing that I that 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 not a lot of people are talking about that's really important here. I think the Chargers are willing to pay Jim Harbaugh. Are they willing to pay his coordinators? Like if they want to bring Jesse Minter from Michigan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are they willing to pay him three or four million dollars a year? Are they willing to pay sports science people? Are they willing to invest back into what Jim Harbaugh wants to bring? Do they are they willing to lean far enough into Jim Harbaugh to bring the entire total program? Um, all the things he needs to win. And then are they willing to say, we're going to take a step back and let you run the show, Jim? Because we know the way things went with Jim and ownership in San Francisco, and I'm sure that's going to be something Jim is going to want answers on. So um, a lot of people have talked about the money, and the money is always a factor in these things. There's no question about it. But I just think the infrastructure and the r- rapport with the ownership are two things that people aren't looking at that would be deciding factors. Cause I don't think he's averse to the idea of going back to Michigan. I think the Raiders have some appeal to him or would have some appeal to him, especially if, you know, his buddy Ed Dodds gets the, gets the general manager job there. Um, so clearly he's going to have some options. And um, you know, I think it's on the chargers now to prove again, that they're willing to put what he wants around him. And then ownership is willing to really let him run the show.
4: I keep thinking what, what could add to this quarterback or this coaching carousel that would have it completely go in another spin off its axis moment because it's been so unprecedented and it would be Mike Tomlin joining it. Is that possible at all, Albert, as we get set for Steelers and Buffalo?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens in the next few hours. Um, I, I've felt like all along, like they don't, like, I don't think he'll quit. Um, And I don't think, I don't think they're going to fire him. Um, and I felt that way even when they weren't playing well. Um, but he's been there for 17 years. And I, I just wonder what would happen if Carolina called or if Washington called. And remember, the owners there, um, David Tepper and Josh Harris, were minority owners in the Steelers before they bought their teams. So they have relationships with the Rooneys. So either of those guys could very easily pick up the phone and say, like, hey, I'm just calling to see if this is a possibility. And does that like provoke the conversation? Like, Hey, is it time? Um, again, 17 years is a long time. That's longer. That's two years longer than Bill Cower was in Pittsburgh. And so that's a scenario where I could see it happening. Now I don't know personally whether or not Mike is burned out at all. I, you know, it's, it, it's possible that that has creeped in, you know, whatever. But I could I just tell
4: you like- that I could tell you this cause I saw him. I mean, if you're yeah. talking about burned out on coaching, the answer is 1 million percent. no. Yeah, I, it, I don't. I don't think it, so either. People have talked about that. I don't think so either. No way, not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not I, I, get I the sense think, at all. Or on Pittsburgh either. I, I might add. I don't you know? think.
0: I don't know, Rich. I don't know that I've met anybody who's as passionate about coaching as as Mike is. Oh, I mean, it's just same guy. Like, I, like honestly, like, and it's little things too. Like, there's a you hear amazing stories about him. Like this is this is incredible. Like this is one way that he is able to stay in one place for so long, and his message never goes stale. When he goes to pro days, you know, he used to do this with Kevin Colbert and obviously Omar Khan more recently, their new general manager. Um, when he walks into a Clemson or on Ohio State or a Georgia or a Michigan or wherever else, one of the first things he'll do is like, bring me to your social media manager. And the reason he does that is because he knows that social media manager knows what kids are looking at and knows what's resonating with kids. Hmm. And so he goes in and he meets with those people. And a lot of cases, you know, this at these colleges that kids probably 20, 22 years old, you know, and he'll go and he'll sit down with these people and he'll like want to learn from them. Like, okay. Like what is resonating with the kids? What are you guys putting out there that is helping you recruit? What are you getting, putting out there that your kid, that your current players want you want, want to have out there? Um, it's just, I mean, to me, like there's so much humility in that, you know what I mean? Like in that, like here it is, here a guy is like, uh, Super Bowl champion NFL head coach, and he's willing to go get advice from a 21 year old on how he should be relating with his players. I just think, like, and, and I tell that story because somebody who's that into the details, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's somebody who's truly, truly passionate about about the job itself. And it goes well beyond just, you know, the X's and O's and, and being able to coach, you know, on, on game day.
4: Great stuff in your MMQB on Jordan love. I want to give you the floor. What'd you learn? What'd you learn about what he did to Dallas? Yesterday?
0: It was so cool. It was, it was so cool. Cause you know, um, I, uh, like Matt LaFleur called him, I, I, don't think I can swear here, but an effing stud, <laughs> you know? Right. And it was sort of like, and I'm sure you've been in these situations where you're talking to somebody and you've been on the record the whole time, but then at the end they say something offhand. So I text Matt and I say, Hey, I just want to make sure you're okay with me using that. He's like, don't mind at all. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs>
4: he doesn't mind at
0: all. Cause he's,
4: he is that, I mean, yeah. unreal,
0: yeah. unreal. Yeah. How he's looked. So this, this, this is a good story. So he, um, so you remember the play to Dontavian Wicks. Right, mm-hmm. so there's the play to Dontavian Wicks where he makes that throw where he couldn't step into it and just throws it right down Main Street for the touchdown. Uh, Matt told me that Jordan, like he asked before, Jordan, like Jordan, give me a play, and that was the play that Jordan gave him. And they hadn't expected it, but Dan Quinn had a zero blitz called, and Jordan, in the moment with whatever 50, with a play clock running down, identified the zero blitz maxed up the protection. So kept like, I like basically instructed a few extra for people who don't know, instructed a few extra guys into, to stay in the block stood in there, took the hit and delivered the ball to Wicks all in whatever the span of 20 seconds. And then there was that touchdown pass to Luke Musgrave later in the game. Right. Remember that one, Rich? Sure. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Where he's wide open. Yeah. Did that look a lot like a play that they ran in week one? You remember where Musgrave kind of tripped over himself and didn't quite make it into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was totally wide open they hadn't run that play since week one. That was the last time they had it called the play before and Jordan didn't like the look. He checked out of it and the result was a 27 yard run by Aaron Jones. Then LaFleur gives him a look. Jordan basically says to him, bring it again and they bring it again and it's wide open. So I tell these stories cause it's just like an awesome feel for the game for a kid who like was seen as so raw coming out, you know, and had such a long way to go and he needs to sit. I just think those are stories that it's like, God, did they do right by him by bringing him along the way that they did? You know what I mean? And the best part is that everybody there loves him. They all like, I mean, one thing, another thing Matt said to me was like, you know, he went back to his notes before the draft and he's just like, one of the notes in there was like, this just seems like a really good dude. And um, I think that's reflected in the way that everyone in that building and on top of that, Aaron Rodgers, are so actively rooting for the kid. Mm. And then, you know, the,
4: we'll, we'll put that graphic up. If uh, my, uh, my crew doesn't mind me just throwing it up there of, of love and CJ Stroud, their numbers were identical except for the fact that Stroud threw for two more passing yards than love insane. It really is the passer rating is the same.
0: I didn't notice that.
4: Wow. Yeah, the completion percentage, touchdowns, interception. Just Stroud got him by a couple yards. That's it. But he didn't need him. I mean, that mm-hmm. thing was that thing was toast uh, early second half. Because it, listen, if the Texans get two pick sixes with the way that Stroud is playing, so the, the question I have for you is: is did you? I mean, look, I, I obviously watched him play against Michigan and then a couple times, but was he? Did is he better? He's better now, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, th- I think, you didn't see th- this coming, did well, you? Well, You watched the Georgia game. Well, that's I, true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I
0: I right. mean, I, I can remember talking to scouts last, you know, March and April, as I as you always do, and kind of asking around. And um, what I what I got like almost uniformly was, God, if what we saw against Georgia was real, God, if that was the flips, if the, if that was the switch flipping, you right. know, uh-huh. and it was like sometimes it's hard to tell, like when there's a a single game like that. And it's like, you don't know. You just don't know if like, it is like a kid turning a corner a certain way. Um, I haven't had the chat. I I wish I'd asked CJ about that when I talked with him the other night, but um, you know, like it does feel like that guy that you got on that night against Georgia, like something changed. And like, this is who he is now. And I think it's like a willingness to run a willingness to stand in there and take a hit, the intensity and speed with which he plays. um, It's all there. And I, I honestly thought like, there's like a play in that game where I was, I was so wowed and it was a nothing play, but it was um, Taki Taki, The linebacker from the Browns came free on a rush. And was running right at CJ Stroud. And it's one of those hits that like a defensive player dreams about, right? Like it's just, you're sizing him up and you've got a free shot at him. And like, he was right in CJ's like line of vision. So I can't imagine CJ could have really seen his receiver, but he stands in there. His eyes don't drop. And he just kind of floats the ball out to the flat to Xavier Hutchinson takes the hit and it gets them into third and three. They don't wind up converting, but it was like, for a kid to have that poise on that stage is really, really impressive. And, um, you know, one thing he said over and over again, thats sort of interesting is that like, you know, everybody knows his story with his dad and everything else. Um, you know, he says that, um, you know, what he was able, what he went through when he was younger, really kind of prepared him for the big moments because he never sees anything as, as too big. And, um, God, that game against the Ra- that that the, the, that game next week, if it turns out to be against the Ravens, like we all mm. think it will, um, that does not feel like a layup for Baltimore anymore. And how about this too, Rich? Think about this. Like, are there five teams right now in the NFL where you would trade their outlook for the next 10 years? Or, or you would trade the Texans' outlook for the next 10 years for theirs? Like, mm. I, can you imagine saying that a year ago? No, I, I, I hear you. And, you know, and, and,
4: and that things are crazy in the NFL because uh, last year, obviously, um, the, uh, the the Chargers had a 27 to 7 lead at half, just like the Packers did in Dallas. And, um, you know, the Packers didn't blow it like the Chargers did. And we were all sitting there, we'll trade the future for Jacksonville. And now it just changes, right? I mean, like Houston's in it right now. And, and the Packers and the Texans. Love and Stroud are the ones that it looks like have the opportunity to one and done the one seeds next week. And that is something that I didn't see coming straight up. And on on top of it, you may get chiefs and and bills and uh, lions and eagles, you know, where, where, or or the box it, it, I kind of dig it. I I enjoyed the weekend and, and I guess the last one, the last one for you, I have Albert um, and then I'll let you go uh, to go to watch those games is do you think Stroud and Love's success is going to push anybody up in the draft that or or the kids are already pushing themselves up because by the way um it's uh it's 2:30 uh eastern time we still haven't heard from Caleb Williams yet i'm assuming he's going to declare uh by but before eob here um but um so
0: yeah, what do that you think? one's weird. I, yeah, like, but you, what's like, just like, let's go. It's just, I mean, I, like, I mean, look like he's working with like an NFL quarterbacks coach right now. So I assume like that's to prepare for the draft, but I don't know. What, are you going to go back you know? to Lincoln
4: Riley really to go play he, big he, 10
0: football? Get, he's doing, what? he's doing all the things that a kid would, who'd be going, I mean, sitting out his bowl game, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think like one of the things with, with love and, um and Stroud, I, I just think like, we st- like when you like juxtapose it against, say, like a Mac Jones or somebody like that, physical ability still matters, you know what I mean? Like, and if you give a kid with physical ability who's got good makeup the right coaching, you can really get him somewhere. And so, like, you know, Caleb Williams is outrageously talented, um, and I think like a pretty evolved player, um, and so I think he's he's good. Drake may, um, you know, like you look at the kids who are, I mean, JJ McCarthy, where we don't know where his ceiling is just because Michigan didn't need him to be a superhero. Like how much further can he take it? I think, you know, with both CJ and, um, and Jordan, you know, watching their success, what it, what it should make you think is there's a lot of growth left. If you can put a kid in the right situation, you know, like there's a lot of growth that can happen in the NFL different kids need different things. CJ was good playing right away. If Jordan Love had played in year 1 or year 2, I think it would not have looked good. Mm-hmm. But the Packers had a good feel for what he needed and they kind of kept nurturing him and he got to learn behind Aaron Rodgers and you know LaFleur said this to me, you know, a few months ago like that um he doesn't think any kid should play that early. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't think he thinks like like almost 99% of quarterbacks should sit for two or three years because what happens is they usually go to bad teams and then they get thrown out there and their confidence gets crushed. And then, you know, at the speed of the game in the NFL, it's almost impossible to get your confidence back when once it's gone. And so Jordan never had his confidence crushed because he wasn't in there fumbling all over himself when he wasn't ready. By the time he got out there, he was ready. And so I think that that's sort of the lesson I would take, you know, Rich is that, you know, bet on a kid's makeup, both CJ and Jordan are very likable kids uh, very smart kids um, bet on a kid's makeup bet on his talent and just know you can project a kid to be more than he is right now. If you can create the right environment for him, which, you know, obviously D'Amico Ryan's and Nick Casario were able to do in Houston for CJ and uh, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst were able to do for Jordan Love and Green Bay. Awesome
4: stuff, Albert. And then, you know, in terms of Stroud, I mean, uh, he keeps it up. He might uh, run down Mike Tomczak for best Ohio State quarterback in the history of the <laughs> NFL, Albert. I think he's got him in his sights. Wow. Might run down Tomczak. You know what I mean? Uh, but good luck I mean, on that.
0: Archley sure would have been pretty good. He just had some, had some problems. Uh, so, good to yeah. chat
4: with you, Albert. Great stuff. Thanks again. Everyone check out right, the MMQB from Albert. It's must read material. That stuff he told about Jordan love just is the very first paragraph. And then it just gets deeper. Mm. Game time tickets. Get it on your phone. Get it on your mobile device. Get your tickets and just two taps. You can buy tickets and you not only can buy tickets before you get them. You can see the view from your seat before you get them. You get all in pricing. You get to see your entire pricing up front. So there are no Surprises. Last minute tickets. They've got last minute deals. You could even get tickets after the event has started on your way. How cool is that? Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection. Take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with Game Town. Download the app, create an account, use the code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem code RICH for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Nothing like getting information from Albert and then jabbing him as he goes out the door. (laughs) Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: There you are. You're clapping. Yes, clapping. Oh, he's hey, sweating. He's so holding a brow. So he made it out of contestants' row? Yes. yes. He made it out of contestants' row. Oh I oh 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 Yes. Oh yes. yes. Oh yes. God. God. yes. Oh TJ can look. Oh, the right, the Master P is oh, yeah. the game. Master oh, key yeah. is the game. Oh, oh this, this is gonna this take is a good. while. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, popcorn, popcorn machine. Popcorn oh, machine. I'll take that if you, you want that, TJ. By the way, you've got to bring in this popcorn machine if you <laughs> win want it. Yeah. I want this popcorn. 41. $41. It's not $71. $41, 41. 41. it's $41! Yeah. Yeah. That's one key. That's one key. Yeah. Yeah. Grab yeah. the key. Get the take the middle key. Take the middle key. There's five keys. Takes the middle key. No, he's not looking. He takes the oh, second oh, okay. to the right key. I didn't look. I didn't look. Right that here's right? another key. <laughs> here's a basket. Five eighty four. That's that's a fifty eight dollar basket. It's not an eighty four dollar yeah, basket. No way. no way. What's in it? What's in Oh, effect? oh that, well, well, you got to get what's in it yeah, too. No, it's in oh, it's an eighty four dollar basket. 84. It's an eighty four dollar basket. That's well, where I messed up. I listened to. the uh, That's an eighty four dollar basket. I, I listened everywhere. to the people. Come on, TJ. Oh, TJ. Eighty four. No, we went fifty eight. No. Oh no. TJ. No! 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 No he only has one key. We need to find right a me. friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, TJ. It's an $84 key. Uh-oh. Master All G. Does it unlock what the... Does uh? It unlock? does it Okay. okay it does not... Coffee maker. No coffee maker. Coffee maker. Okay. He's going to um, unlock the electric bike. Mike. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Whoa. All right. Whoa. All right. Does it unlock the car? Oh my God. Does it unlock the car? Let's go! TJ. Does it unlock the car? Oh, does, it unlock, does it unlock the, the car? car? Does it unlock the He's car? He's turning the key!
4: <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, TJ! Oh, boy. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. Did Caleb Williams just declared, "Okay, oh he did, oh, go gosh. back to your homes." Oh,
6: gosh, it was like you know. Ian that,
4: Rappaport uh... saying Caleb Williams has made it official; he's joining the fray the National Football League draft, and it is now on. There you go. The uh, the it that is now on is what do the Chicago Bears do? Oh. Number thirteen in your USC program was dynamite. Two years ago, the Heisman Trophy winner. This past year, not so much. Much made of what are his parents saying to teams? They want a piece of the action if you draft them. Rumors flying everywhere that they want a piece of the uh, agency that they that 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 signs their son to represent him. Professionally. Yeah, me too. I, I, honestly. Well, <laughs> they I, but, but when you hear this stuff, if I'm the Chicago Bears, it's the first thing I ask him when I see him in Indianapolis. And then he gives you the answer and you're done with it. Yep. Because when I hear, oh, you know, his folks are a pain. You don't want any piece of that. And... You know what I think of? I think of does Charlotte have a problem with Lamelo right now if he's healthy, right? How much of a pain in the ass is Lavar there? <laughs> There's a lot of other problems with the franchise in terms of the you know winning. True. But do you hear any? Do you hear, any, you hear anything when he's healthy? Nope. Okay. And then you hear this too about you know maybe he was crying on his mom's shoulder and what sort of makeup is that? I hear all this stuff. You know what I think of? You're trying to throw me off the scent, are you? Whoever's saying that, whoever's saying that, you know, why are you trying to throw me off the scent of what my eyes are? My eyes are not not lying. (laughs) No. Not one in the sky doesn't lie. So, yeah. It's, do you want him? Or do you want Justin Fields? What can you get for Fields? What can you get for flipping the number one overall pick to someone else? It's on, officially, for Chicago. And this year is a much more difficult equation than last year. Last year, in my opinion, even though we're watching Stroud ball out, I I still thought at the time, flipping it, you need more pieces. You haven't figured out what you have in Justin Fields just yet. And they got him, DJ Moore, and they got him. You know, one would think a, an offensive scheme that was better. Now they've blown out the rest of their offensive staff. The question is, who are they bringing in? Nah, I'm I'm as keen about that about than then, that than I am the rest of who's the next head coach of fill in the blank. I mean, if I had to rank it. I'm like, where is Harbaugh going? Where is Belichick going to wind up? Then there's Vrabel. And right over on par of where Vrabel's going is, who are the Bears going to hire offensively? If Tomlin jumps into this thing, then it's really on. Mm. But what are the Bears going to do? And who's going to take Justin Fields? And who's going to say to this kid, we're picking up your fifth-year option, then we're going to see what happens, and then you show what happens? Who's going to be that team to give draft assets or asset to Chicago? Well, it's now officially on now that uh, Caleb Williams has made it official. Drake Mays in the mix. Jaden Daniels in the mix. My guy who's 27-1 and is in the mix. There's a lot in the mix. I cannot wait to get to Indianapolis. Daniel Jeremiah is first up on tomorrow's program to talk about Bills, Steelers, Eagles, Bucks, and this very subject matter. That'll be on Tuesday's show. Derek in Missouri has been hanging on forever and a day. What's up, Derek?
6: Hey, Rich. First and foremost, congratulations to your Michigan Wolverines. I
4: appreciate And to it. you, most of all. All right, I'll take it. And Thank you.
6: And giving you another update here in Missouri. It's still cold.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Okay, make a note of that, Mike.
6: It's curious, but uh, Noted.
4: for your weather I just report.
6: Want to say, so, other than uh, what happened in the other games, besides uh, Houston and uh, uh, other than that, so I want to say Kansas City right now. Yes, they won, sure, but they still got a tough road ahead of them. Whoever they play next week, whether it's at home at Houston or they play on the road against Buffalo. And dropping is still hitting Kansas City with Kelsey having a few drops here and there. Mm-hmm. But in uh, Green Bay, all I can say is, wow, Jordan Love just surprised me. I mean, if I told you yesterday that he was going to be the first quarterback in Packers history mm. to do something that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers did in their first full time season as a starter and take the Packers to a playoff game and dismantle the Dallas Cowboys. Who would have thunk
4: it? I'm with you, brother. Uh, I'm with you, and um, you know Jordan Love got it done. Same with CJ Stroud. I appreciate the call, and stay warm there in Kansas City. So, we haven't discussed this. Kansas City found the light switch, and they started flipping it to see if it goes up. Everyone's wondering did they flip a switch? They found they found a switch. I believe. Now, did they keep it on? Is it flipped on? Mm. They had problems in the red zone. If Miami had only been able to put one more touchdown on the board while they were settling for Harrison Butker field goals in the negative 20-degree feels-like temperature, this thing would have been a little bit more tight. But Mahomes on a fourth down runs for a first down. He runs for a first down in the red zone that cracked his helmet. I mean, the Mahomes that is going to be difficult to put down on the ground. He's healthier, I would think, now than last year. Remember, it was all ankle watch last year? Absolutely. So we're checking that box. You're getting a better, more healthier Mahomes now than you had last year. And he's running for first downs like he's still 22. Rasheed Rice is 100% the guy they needed to have come to the floor in the playoffs. And he showed up with a buck 30. With eight catches and a score. And it looked like he got hurt at one point. He comes back in. Pacheco, check that box. Can he be the bell cow in the playoffs? Last year, remember, he was still just a young pup. Rasheed Rice was in college. I'm concerned that Kelsey dropped a couple, but he's still Travis freaking Kelsey. And that defense, that defense 100% is championship quality. Loftus, add him to the mix. Nick Bald. Bolton is back. Legereus yeah. Sneed is getting in your face. And Andy Reid's mustache went it's... from Reid to Lorax to full-on <laughs> Brimley. Lorax. All right? <laughs> it just kept going icier and icier and icier. <laughs> so they looked at the elements and were like, yeah, okay, so what? We'll talk about the Dolphins another day. We're talking about the world champs Making it to the divisional round, and I know Buffalo's like, bring 'em, okay,
0: okay. be be nice if you're the Bills to play them on your home turf in the playoffs for a change. I get it,
4: better than the other way around. But that was some of the better Kansas City Chiefs football play we've seen in a while, in a while. And it wasn't mistake-free, but it wasn't like, what's the matter with these guys at all? One last thing. We showed a a photograph of Taylor Swift. I can't believe I have to say this. I'm just going to say it. I, I tweeted it out, and this isn't virtue signaling or anything stupid like that. What is the matter with people? The toxic masculinity that shows up in my Twitter timeline, my ex timeline, because she's having fun at a football game. Uh, I, I I honestly don't understand it. Because
5: not everybody wants to see what six shots of her during the game. No, I get it. As so a, as
0: opposed to it's what? what, what?
1: Like, you know,
5: like honestly, more so,
0: mustache shots. I'm
5: yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, people no, are there for the football, maybe. But she's the most famous,
4: she's literally one of the most famous people on planet Earth at a football game, seemingly enjoying herself. She's never gonna be anonymous the rest of her life. What is she supposed to do? Just sit there in a corner and not support her boyfriend? Is that what it's is that it just like and, and if they keep showing shots of her, you know, I understand, like, you know, like let's see her after she after Kelsey drops a pass. Really? I mean, what's the big deal? As a matter of fact, this is the greatest thing ever. There's a whole bunch of people that normally don't watch football games that are watching just to see her on the screen. Put her up, put her up there. So what? So so you're like, oh. I gotta be bothered. I gotta be what zeroed in on the the zero coverage, you know. Like I gotta, I gotta know not more not about. Enough. I gotta know more about the 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 two deep safeties. For a like football you're taking fan, away, yeah. you're taking away my football enjoyment just by showing a shot of her. I, I don't Taylor understand
1: cast. it. I just want a Taylor cast. So no, no, you I'd don't, No, no but, you don't. I'm Stop lying. No, so, I, I'm, I'm I, with
4: you. I'm with. You. I don't. I don't get it. Just go on with your Taylor-Cast. lives. They showed fifteen shots of Jerry Jones. What do you, you? Oh, they were, you got a problem with that?
0: He owns, yeah, I don't understand the difference. I,
4: I don't. You know what I mean? Man, like, well, one team. is it's he's a different. football guy, and I want to see him look miserable. You if you? you're a hater of the Cowboys, or you're, <laughs>
1: you want to, see you know, I, look I, like. I, I don't
4: no, no, get sorry. it. It's just like what? What is it about her that it? You know, I, just. and you know, blame in blaming her for any of the issues for Kelsey or or the team. It's just like. Get over yourselves. Like, it's saying more about you than it is about her. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I'm not looking for free tickets.
0: Trust me.
5: I think your Twitter is going to reflect this this afternoon. Well, whatever. <laughs> so what? It's already it's already in there. I don't get it. You know? Well, I think people will. I just have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs>
4: feel Those it.
5: who feel that way will express themselves. Well, then, that, Car- okay. then karma's I, I, a boy I'm in sure. El
4: Segundo. <laughs> I'm referring to myself.
5: And Rich, <laughs> real quick. You mentioned LeJarius Sneed earlier. Tyreek Hill on his Twitter posts the video of him getting jammed by Sneed. And his tweet was, jam my eye to Cancun. Like, he's just, I've never seen a receiver give well, someone props the way. Well, but they're also, cheetah you know, I did. mean. Like, he just like cheetah, hey, jammed me all the way to Cancun.
4: I don't know. I mean, the, the cheetah used to belong in that spot. Yeah. He's given. He's given props. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll be back with more on The Rich Eisen Show in a moment. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think
0: about...
4: Kudos to those in Western New York with the Buffalo Bills stadium Oof. operations, and then the folks in the area who that. did this. Look, look at that. the field,
3: ready
0: to go, baby. Blue skies. I mean, I mean you want to be able to sit in the stands. You can't find your seat on no, exactly. it. But the
4: field is no.
6: Clear. I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but, but
4: but the aisles are clear, look clear. Yeah. Look at that. Oof. The aisles look clear, and um, you know, I guess. Best they can do. I mean, what are you yeah, going to do? But the field is Stand ready to go. Game, yeah. Okay, great. Looks good. Good to good for them, man. The totals shooting back up, huh? The totals shooting
3: back. Oh, up. Oh, is that what it is? No. Oh.
4: I, I honestly, I why, why can't the Steelers win this game? After what you saw what the Packers did. I know. The hey, whole idea yeah, is like, yeah, this nice. team can't do it. This team can't do it. No way. We're Man. not going to apologize for winning. Honestly, any, <laughs> the last four games kind of showed you. We're going to know what type of game it is kind of early if we get good good Allen or bad Allen. I think you're going to get like, good we're Allen. We're going to find or, out right name away. Name me the last bad Allen good playoff Allen. game. <laughs> uh, name me the one where he cost
1: him.
0: I mean, I'd have to look, but uh, I don't Come know.
4: Come on. Good he Allen. certainly didn't cost him in Kansas City with the 13 seconds to go. Nope. Right? No. Right? Who, honestly. My, my, by the way, Mike Hoskins would be getting in my ear right now and giving me, giving me, uh, other than just how much time till the radio audience returns, he'd tell me exactly what it was. It's not him. It, I don't think it's ever him.
0: No, he's it's been awesome. Weird circumstances. He's been terrific. 17 yeah. touchdowns, four picks yeah, in the playoffs. Man.
4: Good, good Allen shows up in the postseason. It's just weird stuff also does too. Yeah.
1: I'd like to see them win. I think you're
4: going to see well Buffalo, the whole thing, huh? Whole he didn't thing. play. Buffalo he didn't play good in Cincinnati two years ago, but I don't know. Gotcha. AutoZone. Check out tonight's Monday Night Football game for free by streaming the NFL on Westwood One, sponsored by AutoZone. You can check it out. Just tell Alexa, open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. Every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL playoffs is live on the NFL app as well. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and I will be part of Monday Night Football again tonight in Tampa for free. And Get in the zone with AutoZone. I'll be, however, here in Los Angeles. Those guys will be in Tampa. Um, Let's go to Jeff in Detroit just chimed in. What's up, Jeff? Sorry to everyone else. Jeff just cuts the line. What do you got? (laughs) Go for it.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? You all right today? I'm good. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Nothing much. Came to visit my sister. As soon as I walked in, you guys went to me. But listen, as long as I've been calling your show, this has probably been the best weekend of football that I've ever experienced Uncle Rich, the last time the Detroit Lions won in the playoffs, yes. I was in the 12th grade, my man, I'm 50 years old now, <laughs> <laughs> what a weekend yes. what a weekend, and the way that Green Bay dismantled Dallas after they cheated me us, oh, oh, I'm loving it, I'm lo- sorry TJ, but yes this has probably been one of the best other, only other thing I could think of is the Pistons winning the championship, that's the only other thing
4: and Jeff, I bet you were a grown ass man in the 12th grade like you are as a 50 year old as well, right Jeff? Say that. Oh, say that! say that <laughs> right, uh, Kim in Louisville Kentucky just chimed in uh, let's 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 get uh, Kim on here. What's up, Kim?
2: Not a lot rich. I just am sitting around watching your show, and I had a problem with something that you said earlier. What's that Kim? regarding Taylor Swift. okay? okay, like I said i'm fifty nine years old okay. I've been a football fan all of my life. Okay. My favorite team is the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. I go back the days of Eller and Page and Marshall and Larson. Okay. I lived and died four Super Bowls with them. Yes. There are a lot of women out there that enjoyed football before Taylor Swift. Right. I watch the game to watch the game. If you want to show one picture of her at the game, fine. But every time he does anything, we have to go to the booth. But the it's going to be there after Taylor Swift is gone. But is That's it? That's my issue. She brought Swifties there. You think the Swifties are going to be there when her and Travis break up? No. Well, Kim, <laughs> first of all. First of all, Kim. The how? Joy do, of the game.
4: First of all, Kim. How dare you? I, I believe you, in true Kim. love. Don't you believe in true love there in Louisville, Kim? Come on now. That's number 1. In all seriousness though. Number 2, I it's like her, it's not her fault. I it's believe not in football. So then don't blame it on her. Blame it on Okay, but blame it on the broadcast that keeps showing her. What is what what she's not supposed to show up because she's too famous and she's on TV she too much?
2: not show up, but she's not she's not the leader of a country. She's not doing something great for the world. She's a singer. If it was Beyoncé, I'd feel the same way. It doesn't matter. I watch the game for the game. One or two shots of her, fine. But every commercial break, and then you got your announcers on the four-letter network. You know, uh, oh, she has to come to the game because he plays better. Hmm. People want to see the game; they don't want to see her.
4: Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you. That's all I'm saying. Appreciate you calling in. I hope hope your Vikings get uh, back in the playoffs. And uh, that's Kim in Louisville. All right, Jimmy in San Antonio. Last word. We got about an hour. We got about a minute. What's up, Jimmy? What do you got, Jimmy?
3: How are What's up, Jimmy? See. Oh no, BN. It's 32 degrees. The Ooh. Cowboys were so bad 30. at 14 to nothing. I changed the channel to Dog Surfing World Championship. Hey. That's, a good, that's actually good. Hey. I
1: worked on
5: that. How did the dogs do? Of course, you
3: did. Rothstein man. the bulldog is the Kelly Slater of dogs. Hey. 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 seen that dog. Change hey,
4: Good to know. Good to know. So, Congratu-
3: Congratulations to Jeff in Detroit. Coach Campbell from Texas A&M got it done. And then you have Ray Jackson and Jimmy King both from oh, Texas up and doing their Michigan thing. So you- the first time I ever saw Michigan play was against A&M in 95 at the Alamo Bowl. Were you there, Rich?
4: I was uh, not there, sir. I was not there, but uh, I was there in spirit. You know, I was there in spirit in 95. Listen, so I I was a, su- it
3: was more a deal about Cowboys coaching real quick.
4: Oh, sure. Yeah, I've got about a minute. What do you got?
3: Bill, Tomlin, Brabo, Harbaugh, neither of them are the answer. There was only one, and it's Jimmy Johnson.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. I think you need to lay off the hard stuff so early in the day. It's Jimmy in San Antonio.
5: By the way, Jimmy put on a... It was like he was in the locker room if you happen no, to I catch know. him was, halftime, I know. He, he was, was hyped.
4: He was like, and Irv was saying that the the jinx of Jimmy, uh, the curse of Jimmy was over.
5: Yeah, we thought so.
4: No. I guess it was more entertaining watching a Bulldog hang 10 than watch Green Bay hang 48. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. That's what Jimmy's message was right there.
5: I got to watch the Corleone family, too. So, Oh, I'm sorry. It was marvelous.
4: Oh, my goodness. What a wild weekend. And we'll hug it out again with everyone else tomorrow. Thanks to Albert Breer and Chris Long. We'll wrap up the show on (laughs) Roku in a moment.